Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? This is your boy, Lita Johnson. I got a lot of sports to tell y'all. Of course, um, the Magic Johnson situation, I know it's crazy. Um, Philadelphia 76ers in the playoffs. What this draft might be whole, what the Phillies is doing. Dwayne Wade, Dirk DeWiskey. It's all getting to it, man. We get back right here on Follow Leader. I'm out. All of y'all calling out toll free. Label rob you for millions, yet you want to put a hole in me. Sugar free. Season, but I'm so free. You lay a hand on hold my shooter, shoot for free. I promise World War Three. Send an order through a hand speed. Kill you in 24 hours. The shorter you can't ignore the hand speed. On guard, it's off the head. This improv, but it's no comedy. Sign I fail. Hell nah. <laughs> we back, we back, we back, we back. Listen. It's crazy, Magic Johnson. He gone. You out of here. I mean, I told a lot of people. I told so many people about this. Magic Johnson is a dude about his money. But I just don't really think that Magic Johnson in his own right was happy. I just don't think he was. I don't think he was happy. I just don't think that I just don't think. I mean, I know a lot of things was going on. I mean, you know, LeBron got hurt, Lonzo got hurt. Um but honestly, you know, honestly, it's just like, you know, just that going along. I think if they would have made the playoffs, a lot of things would have dragged out just a little bit more. It would have been some momentum. Some momentum to carry him to go into the office and deal with what he didn't like dealing with. Because what I'm, what I'm hearing about, like, he couldn't be himself. That just means it wasn't even all about, like, y'all might think it's about the fact that the NBA took. No, man. If he could operate the way he wanted to operate where he was in his office, front offices, it would have been different. But obviously, Palinka and Bus and, and Magic Johnson didn't all see eye to eye, and that as much as he wanted to work, it just didn't go out. Now the thing is, what's going to happen? I mean, this is a big, it's a huge free agency for the Lakers. Probably the most huge. I mean, because it's such a transition. You got the best player in the game, and everybody think Kevin Durant stop it, man. Look at how look at all these great. Listen, Steph Curry. Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, they're the champions. When LeBron goes to a team, it has to be a symbol, a symbol fast, and you got to go to the finals. There ain't no chemistry going. These boys don't have chemistry. Durant got with some boys that was already cool. It was already a big three. You just added a force. Just, you cannot compare Durant to LeBron James. He has a, when we see someone go to another team and take them to the finals without any of them three. and People don't tell me that LeBron James and Kevin Love uh, he was. Oh, come on! Everybody saw how how butt Kevin Love played last season. He was hurt. He couldn't play to his. You know, you could tell a lot of his athleticism is left. I mean, he does what he can do, but he just was. He wasn't a factor. He was another scorer. He didn't have nobody else. Because when Kyrie was there, he wasn't doing all that. You know, he just that guy, and he was better when Kyrie was there. He was better this time. He just hurt. He beat up. He's not that type of star that you think everybody. Like, he got a player next to him. No, come on. How come that Cleveland's not competing now then? You just got to understand what type of player LeBron is. When he leaves a team, it totally disintegrates. Totally. The whole brand, everything goes. You can't build nobody around Kevin Love. You can build people around LeBron James. Serious. It's a fact. Facto. The Golden State was already a unit. Period. It was a unit. You got Curry. Nobody knew he was. I knew he was a good player out of Davis. I, knew he, I, didn't, I didn't know he was going to be this special. Like the way he creates, recreates the game and has a shot so good. 
You know, I mean, he, everybody wants to shoot now. I remember when nobody could shoot. Remember it was a problem in the NBA. Nobody was shooting. Everybody dunking, you know. Now everybody wants to shoot because of Curry. So, you know, it's different. When you, when you join a squad, it's a little different. All right, now, Magic Johnson, in my opinion, uh, he has a lot of, he's not really, he's hurt probably mutually by the fact that it didn't work out with the Lakers. But as far as business-wise, we all know Magic got a, a bag full of tricks. He, he, he doing so much. But um, I think what the Lakers should do is just focus on your young talent. I really feel like, what are you trying to, you could always wait for Anthony Davis. So it's like if you do LeBron James right now, look at this squad. LeBron James, they could have had LeBron James, D'Angelo Russell, okay, and you could have had Julius Randle. You could have had Russell with ball. Let Russell play the two guard. You could have let LeBron play the three position with Julius Randle. And if you feel like look at the center or. They would have to work on that. But you still got Brandon Ingram on the bench, Josh Hart, all Kazuma, they all could have been there. This is a, a deep team that basically the Lakers messed up because they feel like everybody got to go. And in fact, for LeBron, it's kind of crazy. If I mean, Clarkson, I understand that. But you know, other guys, there's no way you're going to tell me if they got the money to get other big guys, they couldn't have LeBron James or all of them. Everything, they would have all been there. Period. So I just feel like now you got these young guys. Let them. Kuzma's hungry. Ingram's getting better and better. People are not seeing this. They're crazy. You got to focus on this guy. You can't mess his head up. Take him to another situation where he has to let him stay with LeBron. Will make this guy good. He will. Now if we're coming to the the backcourt of the Lakers. You got who? Let Lonzo Ball be your star point guard. And put Kuzma at the two guard. Kuzma knows what to listen. He is the killer. You need him there. You put LeBron James at the four position. Why not? Put Ingram at the. You got all these guys that can do something for your team. Bring JaVale McGee back. I think that's what they need to do and focus on getting the bench. Some some vets that can come off the bench and help these young guys. Look at what the Sixers did. I just don't see what they're doing right now. Now, this season, you got Clay Thompson, who I feel like is about two steps away from coming away from Golden State. Everybody got their foot in the door just about. Foot in and out the door, excuse me. Um, But Curry, <laughs> you know, so everybody else, like, Cousins, who knows what you know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be an important offseason for the Warriors, too. I mean, they gotta get them boys back together. They gotta get them boys back together, man. I mean, at least three of them guys gotta stay. If I was worried about anybody, if, if Cousins is at his you know it, you know, doctors look at him where he's at. Him and Durant would be the guys you bring back. You got the inside force, and you got Kevin Durant and Curry. You don't really need to rush all them guys. You know, they got the lead stacking up lineups and stuff. You know, you done got in a situation now where people won't be able to get paid. And so you won't be able to pay everybody. So we'll just see what happens with that situation. Um, Dwayne Wade, man, going out with that triple-double was crazy, man. He just had a great last season. I ain't seen too many people have a walk-off great season like this. Like, he's really been... Showing the competitive side of him.
Big time. And then you look at Dirk and Whiskey going out with with a 30 burger. New Whiskey went out with a 30 burger. A double double. It's big to your last game, and you know, Dirk and Whiskey legs is like, you know. Like uh, you know. Dirt and the whiskey is, you know, like like bubblegum. <laughs> you know, his body is like break, you know, who knows? Um looking at so much. You're looking at uh just it was just real good. And then the fifty one. Listen, fifty one. Fifty one. Jamal Crawford. He can still score. I always said that he can still score. That's like no question. No question. He can still score, man. Like is, is he could still score. So I wasn't too surprised. I I was surprised he got the ball that much, but it is the last game of the season. And you know. So um WNBA draft credentials to Jackie Young. See uh Notre Dame got drafted number one overall. So many other picks that are gonna be uh Asia Durr is a, a New York Liberty. She's gonna be a beast, man. That's just crazy right there. Crazy. He's going to be a beast. I thought he was going to be number one. You know, Katie Lou, credit to her. You know, had Larry Bird thinking. That's crazy. And, um, you know, it was just so many. It was a lot. Of, it was a good draft. It's going to be something. It was good to see that um, women are finally getting their due. Really, they're getting their due a lot because you look at Candace Parker, what she does, you know, and the women are starting to integrate, like WNBA players are starting to beyond the uh you know programs with the with the men analysts and that's good because now the world gets to see just how good you know former WNBA players can be as analysts and it's growing you got assistant coaches it's just a beautiful thing beautiful thing evolution always happens beautiful now the girls listen women hey hey <laughs> it's time to get down they know about like you know when when you talk when you talk people listen no matter how much you think you're frustrated, if you're if you're going at something, and if you're trying to protest something, if you, if you feel like this needs to, awareness needs to happen for this, don't think that it happens overnight. And I mean, the more you talk, even if people die trying to do it, the next person's going to see that how much they push because effort is always recognized. So this is why this is big for them. Um, Tierra McCowan was another one. It was a beast. It's just so many good ones um, in this draft. I'm really, it was good to see them, you know, do the WNBA draft. I didn't know how he was going to do it. It's kind of like the same thing. It's just, you know, a woman, what you would expect, women version. You know, they was kind of, you know, flexing. You know, all, all, all the, you know, the guys, they flexed with their suits and they was flexing. You know, the girls was, had the drip. You know what I mean? It was going down. Atlanta Smith had the drip. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was going, I, it was going, I really like how they represented. Women basketball players represented. It was good seeing it. I've been watching the draft. My first draft was the Shaquille O'Neal draft, man. That was the Shaquille O'Neal draft. The first draft I had followed was the Larry Johnson draft. You know, um, around that time, let me see if I think it was Rick Fox was a, uh, was a rookie that year. Um, who else was a rookie that year, man? That was uh, Larry, uh, Rick Fox. That's one guy. For sure, never class. Stacey Augman. He might have been two years in the game. But for sure, the one I definitely was Shaquille O'Neal, Lonzo Morning. That's when I was like, you know, really into it. And I think after Larry Johnson was 
such a good rookie. Grand my mind, he started getting. I mean, it just really made me want to get to the draft. And it was Shaquille, Alonzo Mourning. You had um, no doubt, you had guys like Leitner, Jimmy Jackson, uh, Clarence Weatherspoon out there draft. Clarence Weatherspoon. The first one I started taping them on VHS. Anybody know what a VHS is? Yeah, all right, now listen. I'm going to call them old. <laughs> you know, some people are like, VH what? It has three. It got three letters on it. Yeah, three. It ain't got CD or DVD. No, no. It's a VHS, y'all. But anyway, you should record the draft. And this one had Penny Hardaway and Chris Webber. And it was Sean Bradley was a number two pick out of Brigham Young. And um, Penny Hardaway was traded for Chris Webber. I was like, whoa. Because I really thought that was going to be the, the, the duo, Webber and O'Neal. And, you know, Webber was the guy, man. He was the best player in the draft. But Penny Hardaway, I mean, it was a close, as good as Webber was. Penny Hardaway was fascinating. And it was a right rifle move because Penny, the, back then, listen, a point guard and a center, that's how you built your team. If you had an elite point guard and elite center, your team is built. All right, you start getting other players, whatever their third score, you know, a score, whatever. But if you got elite point guard, elite center, that's what it was. It was good. It was showtime. Them boys was nice. J.R. Ryder was in that draft. Bobby Hurley, um, I think Doug Edwards out of Florida State. Yeah, we had Sean Bradley he was seven foot six. You know, I said we. I'm a Sixer fan. And he didn't turn out to be all that. But he was better with the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, back then it was New Jersey Nets. But he was better with them. He was getting triple doubles. So he wasn't a, like a bust. You know what I mean? He just wasn't a number two overall pick. I mean, number two overall pick got a lot of pressure. So the one through three, top three pick. Man, you top five pick. They look at that like, yo, you got to do something. You know what I mean? So he might did good for number six pick. But no, not no top five pick. Not number two at that. But, you know, just started watching the draft, and I saw a lot of good drafts. The last draft, I thought, 2014 draft was a good draft. And I feel like the 2014 draft is, um, you know, it's a working process because people got hurt. Julius Randle got hurt. Now look at him. Dante Exum, we still ain't seen him get healthy. I mean, I ain't seen him get healthy at all. Not, not one bit. So, I mean, we don't know his potential. Uh, Noah Vonley is just touching the surface. Jabari Parker can't stay healthy. But every time he's on the floor, I don't get it. What is he? What doesn't he do? It's something I'm not seeing because maybe it's the defense because he's always scoring. Andrew Wiggins, Joel Embiid, Dario Sarge, Peyton. I mean, it's a good – it was a talented draft. There's still some very good productive people out there drafting him. But, see, this draft – now, coming up, it's going to be a little different, people. We're going to talk about that when we get back more into that draft. You know, I think this draft, people, it's a lot of people coming out. We're going to talk about that. A lot of people going in, coming out. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about some recruits. So when we get back, we're going to get down to the juice of it. Yes. And we're going to talk about some Sixer basketball. We'll get to some juice, y'all. All right. When I get back, I'm going to follow the leader.
Yo, yo, what's up, man? Now we back. Follow leader. Here we just going on a lot of topics. The one topic I wanted to talk about was the draft. And then we're going to get to that because it's a lot following that draft. Let's talk about the Sixers. The Sixers going against the Nets, man. And the Nets had not no pushovers. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to go at 42 and 40. A lot of people didn't expect them to even win, like, what, 30 games? I mean, I mean, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know where the Nets were at. It was, they just got so many players. They throw them in there, and you know. But there's an identity now with the Nets. The Nets now have D'Angelo Russell, who I've told. Listen, I'm so <sighs> – this when he was drafted, I said D'Angelo Russell is an all-star player. He had a beast of a season with Ohio State. I mean, he listen, and then he got mixed. It's it's hard to be in bigger cities. I think that's why I think. Watch, Markel Fultz gonna do just what Russell did. He'll do the same thing. He's gonna do the same thing, man. Everybody was talking about Russell. See, Russell got the chance to start. He, he was producing in L.A., but he wasn't to this point. But he was producing. He was showing something. Russell, Russell got more of a green light than folks did in Philly. I mean, they just tampered with the boy. Let the boy just play. Now he with Orlando. Watch what folks does. He's going to be the best player in Orlando. I guarantee it. Just like Russell is in Brooklyn, folks is going to be the best player. I, I Listen, folks will be the number one player. That will be Aaron Gordon's best friend. Isaac, they're going to love him. That three is going to grow. Isaac, Gordon, and, and you know what? The crazy part is hopefully Gordon can play small forward. You know, is he good at the at the, at the three or better at the four? We'll see because Isaac is going to get better and better. Bamba at center is going to get better and better. I wouldn't trade Nick V. I would let Nick V stay. Could have somebody off the bench, see who becomes better. Build your team. Have Isaac come off the bench. You got V. He's your all-star. You got Gordon. I mean, I really do like how that team is built. So, it's kind of, you know, it's it's something different. Something different. Now, Russell's averaging 21 points a game, 7 assists. And, you know, you got, um he'll go against Ben. Ben and Russell are, you know, them two know each other. So, it's going to be a real good matchup to see these two go at it. But one thing is for sure. Um, as good as Russell is, as good as Russell is, Ben Simmons is better than Russell. But as a scorer, Russell's better, right? No doubt. You can shoot from this side. But Ben is an elite defender. There's no way. What is Russell? Russell wanted to live in the outside. If you're a, if you're a shooter, you know your best thing is to live from mid-range to outside against Ben Simmons. You are not... Hey, once in a while, you might get a little this, little tip. 
they, you're not going to get that. Eight out of ten times, you're not going to get that. So you're going to have to be an outside threat against Ben Simmons. It's just, it's just how it is. You're going to have to, that out, you're going to, that three point shot. If you're not shooting good from the three point shot, then something's, this is not going to be good. Right? And you have to be Kyrie Irving to be able to give him fits like that. Because Curry can eat, can't even do it. Curry got to shoot from the outside. They find ways to get and when, when Listen, let's look at the two of the best point guards in the league. When Kyrie Irving and and Steph Curry play against Miss Simmons, look how hard they have to work. Look how hard the Warriors have to work to get Curry open against Ben Simmons. They get him away from Ben Simmons. He's too tall. All right, so that's going to be a mismatch. Now, J.J. Redick, he's going to come out and do his thing. No doubt about it. I think... We want to look at the, the final stats of the Sixers. We're going to run that down. Uh, the final stats of the Sixers for this season. You know, it was a good season. A lot has been seen. And we are the only team with like five players averaging 17 to over. It's kind of crazy. Greg Monroe is averaging 13.7 games with the Sixers. Four rebounds, 2.3 assists. Everybody want to talk about Greg Monroe. I was like, oh, Greg Monroe. Greg Monroe is a good center off the bench. The boy know how to play. It's him being a full-time starter. But when you got a guy like that coming off the bench with the experience he has, it's only going to help the Sixers. And you get him this, this, and he just, I mean, he's fitting in. Ben Simmons averaged 16.9 points. 8.8 rebounds, 7.7 assists, 1.4 steals, almost a block a game. 3.5 turnovers, 2.6 fouls. Hey, I mean, you're talking about a guy, man. Listen, Ben Simmons is unfair at point guard. 56% from the field. All right, he's shooting 60% from the free throw line, which he had his up and down time. It started to get a little better when we go down. Now, Ben Simmons is just one of those guys he's just going to be hard to mess with. He's too big. What makes him so effective is his size. And his size, his strength, that point guard. J.J. Redick averaged 18 points a game this year. What a damn year he had. 2.7 assists, 2.4 rebounds. Almost a triple-double, his first double-double. This is his best season of his career. You can't, I mean, goodness. What can you tell me about J.J. Redick? Hitting 44% from the field, 39% from the three, 89% from the free throw line. Now, the playoffs, he's going to be very important. I think they need to find ways to get him involved. They talk about... Him and Butler, the guys. Butler averaged 18 a game this year. All right? 5.3 rebounds, 4.0 assists. He's, listen, 1.8 steals. You can say what you want. I'm all-star numbers, man. He's an elite player. No doubt about it. 18 points a game for Tobias Harris. 7.9 rebounds, 2.9 assists. Joel Embiid, 27 and a half points a game, 13.6 rebounds, 3.7 assists, 1.9 blocks. I mean, what else can you say about these? You know what I mean? The guys now, we saw saw the three games, Greg Monroe averaging 13 points a game. Let's also go to Boban averaging eight points a game for the Sixers. Mike Scott averaging 7.8 points a game for the Sixers. TJ McConnell, six points a game, 3.4 assists. Don't get many, what, 1.4 uh, turnovers. No, 1.2 turnovers. The man don't get no turnovers. You know what I mean? Uh, Jonathan Simmons, you know, five and a half points a game, five and point three for Ennis. 
you ask why I'm saying these 6.7 for uh, Smith because this is the bench. This is the bench. This is Shake Milton four and a half points, uh, 4.4 points a game. Jordan Bolton, 4.7. Why is he saying all, all these guys just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys that average four points or more? Now, this, you look at two guys, it's 4.4 and 4.7. And two guys, Three guys averaging 5.3 or higher in that range. Then you got two, three more guys, 6.4 to 6.7. Then you got 7.4 to 7.6. I mean, each, this whole year, people are talking about the Sixers bench. The only thing is the chemistry. When they had Muscala and Chandler and Shaman, the chemistry was just kicking up. Sixers have always had some people off the bench, you know, that produce. But this time, they really do. I mean, how can you not say TJ McConnell and Jonathan Simmons are not good bench pieces? Do y'all forget who Simmons was? People forget who Jonathan Simmons actually was. He was a key person for the San Antonio Spurs in the playoffs. I don't get it. He got a big contract with Orlando, did his thing, had his injuries. You know, they moved on from him, okay. But a guy like that who can score off the bench, he's not your starter. He's off the bench. Then you get Mike Scott, who I didn't even, I mean, I saw him a little bit before. I didn't know how, really, he's better. He, I've seen him play before, but he's better than he, I thought he was. Like, he can score. He plays defense. You cannot leave him open. This man is hitting trades all day. He's like Robert Ory. Like, he is hitting trades. He got that size, that, that size all day. Then you got Jonah Bolton. There are places you can use a guy that can shoot. They have shooters. Listen. Simmons is probably not a dead ball shooter, but Scott and Bolton, they have that shot. And Simmons can hit that shot. I mean, Simmons can hit that shot. I think people are not looking at just what, like, he can hit that shot. It's not looking at who are dead, the dead eye shooters. This guy is, is capable of hitting that shot. Butler's capable of hitting the shot, but. You want to talk about the dangerous guys? I mean, Corkmines, if he gets time, which I don't think he'll get time in the playoffs. It's possible, but I doubt it. I mean, it's got so many different pieces now. The only thing is that Brown has to figure out who he wants to play at the center position. He has, Corkmines is healthy enough to play now. We know they can throw anybody in there from Zaire Smith. They don't have a loss for bodies right now, and all of them have gotten in and played. Now, Zaire Smith, let me tell you something. Zaire Smith could easily get a three to play the two to three. He can guard both positions. He has shown what he's about. He's shown it. He's shown this dude has shown he can shoot the ball. Shooting 37% from three since he's been here, 75% from the free throw line. You know, just 41% from the field. But you look at that with 6.7 points a game, what he has done, 17 his last game, and he's an underrated passer. Look how quick this guy is. When he gets his chance to be a shooting guard, I think he's special. I, I, like, I'm going to just tell y'all the real deal. This guy is athletically talented, and he's been able to score. He's shooting his three. He's not afraid to shoot the three. He's showing what he's about. He's ready to play basketball, and I think that he could be a playoff I'm serious because of his defensive ability. I think he's over and in his hurt. Simmons will get his, you know, run around there now. Don't get twisted. I think Simmons will get a run because of Ennis being hurt. But Zaya Smith, 
You have to give him some time. You have to. This dude can play. He can ball. Once he gets start getting like, you know, 30 minutes a game, Zaire's going to average about 15 a game. If he gets 27 minutes a game, I could see him averaging 13 a game with the six. And as he gets more incorporated with the more in, in tune with the offense, he's going to get better and better. He's going to end up being a 20 point a game scorer. Zaire Smith is not afraid to shoot their ball, not afraid to play. And uh, they're playing against the Brooklyn Nets, and the Brooklyn Nets have a squad. They have a, a now listen. They had a lot of guys that eventually turned into good players. I mean, when you start to bind up so many contracts, I mean, goodness gracious. Now the guys you got to worry about with the Brooklyn Nets, of course, is D'Angelo Russell. But listen, Jared Allen is not no chump, man. I mean. I remember him coming out of high school, five star, and he could he could block his shot. Any defensive center is somebody to watch out for. One point five blocks a game. Spencer Dinwiddie, wow, that's another guy. Um, listen, Spencer Dinwiddie, another guy that is an all around player can play the point guard. He's like a point shooting guard, you know, combo guard kind of like, and he he's going to be a guy to look at because he's going to be trying to score. He makes big shots. He plays big. Joe Harris. Can shoot the trade ball. Karis LeVert is back. He's another guy you got to watch out for. People don't understand. This guy can ball. There's a Mark Carroll. Alan Crabb is there. So it's going to be some guys trying to play. Um, and they're going to be factors. But gonna, Sixers are going to be too much for them. It's just going to be too much. I mean, I don't see not one person on there that the Sixers ain't ready to handle with the squad they have. And I think it's it, we need to send a message. If, if, if Sixers want to send a message, they need to sweep the Brooklyn Nets. Send a message to the whole Eastern Conference. Sweep them. So the bigger matches dominate them. When you dominate them and you don't, you know, you blow them out every game, which I don't think it happen. But I think Philly could do it though. I mean, they gotten rest. I think Brown did a great job giving them rest. Everybody got rest. I don't think nothing's really wrong with them beat like that. And then they're looking at the Brooklyn Nets and they're like, "Well, we're going against the Nets. We should be able to go against the Nets." I think Embiid won't play the first game. I really think he won't. And now look, when we come back, um. From this break, we're going to talk more about the draft and more about R.J. Hampton. It's going to go down. R.J. Hampton is that guy. And um, like I said, man, he, it's going to be a lot to talk about that. And plus, the draft, man. The draft, yes. When we come back on Follow the Leader. If you are what you say you are, a superstar, then have no fear. Yo, we back, man, and this is Father Leader Podcast, man, going in. Um, talk about the uh, NBA Draft 2019. Guys who are not going, 
It will not be there. Trey Jones is staying, which was surprising me because, you know, 2020 ain't no light draft. Some guys coming out. I mean, seriously, Anthony Edwards, Sky Lewis, Brian Antoine, uh, Nico Mannion, um, Cole Anthony, James Wiseman, Vernon Carey. Um, I'm just saying. Now, Dre is a Trey is a bad boy. He's already established himself, so it's not that he couldn't be a lottery pick because this is going to have to be his team. You got guys like Vernon Carey are coming to Duke, uh, Boogie. And um, there's no doubt in my mind that that could be something big. Um, if they can snap RJ, because we could talk that, yes. RJ, RJ is all around. RJ Hampton is his time right now, and it's well-deserved. And um, reclassification, I can, um, I think it's going to happen, period. Now, I just think it's a matter of time before I get that call, like, yep, done. But, you know, my boy Ride, Ride working hard, man. We're working hard. And he's at it. Full attention. He knows the uh, the uh, importance of every move. And, you know, he loves his kids. And um, he's he's really focused at it. And, you know, as you should be. I mean, it's just, it's just one, and it's a good time, too. He recognizes the – he loves the game. He's like, you got to come here and see. You gotta see. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get to see RJ I, real quick. I got to go see – my guy, RJ is, I mean, I've been watching this guy's games <laughs> for so long. And I love his family a lot. So, I've just been waiting to get to see him and my guy, Jalen Jalen Green. Man, I just got to get to see them boys. Um, They've just been so successful in every single level. And right now, TCU, we know uh, Kansas, Kentucky, Memphis, and Duke. It's almost a juggle. Let me tell y'all something real quick. Let me tell everybody. Listen, it's a juggle. I know TCU, the love for TCU and him being in Texas. TCU got, got the love, and that's where that, the love factor, just the respect factor as the one Texas school that, you know, was really showing love, man. Like, like hard showing love, you know. Uh, Duke, with Trey coming back, you know, there's been, you know, I've talked with Rod so many times. We just had regular conversations, man, and he wants RJ to have a ball. But he also understands RJ can get the ball if he's a two guard. I mean, you know, you look at Trey Jones and, and RJ, that'll be crazy. There's no way in the world RJ would eat because Trey can't score like that. Trey would need RJ. Boogie would come right off the bench because he would be the next in line to be the big dog. You know what I mean? He'll be that guy. I mean, I, I Boogie, and then you can look at who they're going at. Duke is going at the Brandon Boston, who I think is going to Duke. So you put Boogie in, in, in Boston, and that's crazy. That's, that's NBA. They coming out. Boogie's two and done. It's over with. Boogie's a beast. Boogie's something that nice. So, but you, RJ coming. You know, RJ going to come right in there. Just know if RJ is leaning or you see something leaning, that means these schools are talking about giving RJ the ball. And RJ, one thing I think, in my opinion, I've always told Rod, I'm like, listen, RJ should be a two guard. He shouldn't have the responsibility of being the, the the distributor all the time because he should be responsible to be the killer because it's not going to – I'm going to tell you something. There's not too many scores. might be about – I don't know. It's hard to really name a score like RJ. You don't want to try to hurt your head. I'm sure you can find somebody, but 
He's a score. You know, look at Jalen. He's another guy. Like, they can do the same things. You know what I mean, him and RJ can just light it up. You know what I mean? If I had the name on the top of my head, that's the guy. I mean, I'm just thinking, like, I'm trying to go through people. Scores like them, too, is crazy. Fascinating type of scores. Guys, like, you know, I, I, um, I think Rocket Watts has a, a, a great potential to be a super scorer at Michigan State. And then Rocket Watts has it. He has the light it up. And LaMelo Ball, man, I just, this is such a sad thing that you know, LaMelo Ball is the best point guard in this class, really. I mean, him and Nico. Nico might be the best point guard in the 2019 class, but Ball is so close. I mean, he's just such a good player. I like, I really like his game. He's a complete point guard. And the things going on with the Ball family, just prayers out, everybody handle all that. That'll be good, man. I don't like to talk too much about family. Oh, I told you so. Nah, man. I mean, they're family. Hope all that gets solved, man. So shout out to Lonzo and LaMelo and uh, LiAngelo and LaVar, man. Just sort it all out, man. Get back to being a family and play some ball, man. You know, play some ball. I want to see these guys play. Let's see LiAngelo. I mean, the guy got t- – I want to see on the, on the level. It's time to see them play in the NBA. I'm really anxious to see how they play in the NBA, man. I'm so anxious. Lonzo's not no no scrub, man. So you look at LaMelo and you look at LiAngelo. He's got scored overseas. Oh, plus these guys playing the NBA, man. I'm just ready to see him. All right, um, let's go to the 2019. Let's talk more about 2019. And um, Zion Williamson, John Moran, RJ Bear are still top three. I still think everybody knows Zion is going to be the number one guy. I No matter what I say, John Moran is the best prospect. But Zion Williamson is clearly going to be number one. He's the more polarizing figure in here. Jared Culver, I mean, he earned his, listen, he earned his keep. Number four on NBA draft room. Number five, Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes, he got another center. Now, this guy, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. A big man that can do what he can do is is really something. I mean, he's a guy with a 7'3 wingspan that can really do a lot. All right, Kobe White. Listen, Kobe White, man. Kobe White is a scorer. He's a dog, and and his size, he's going to be some. Somebody's going to get a gift with him. DeAndre Hunter, yes, he's in there now. I mean, DeAndre Hunter's for real, man. Out of Philly, you know. And the one comparison we got NBA draft from Michael Bridges. It's like one of the most perfect comparisons you ever going to hear. Michael Bridges, DeAndre Hunter, perfect. I mean, he's that type of guy. I mean, he's really, he could shut you down. I would love him with the Sixers. He'd be awesome. Bowl, bowl. Bowl, bowl is the type of guy. I mean, I think he can move up. Look at Jackson. I don't understand. Right now, it's because he got hurt. And I understand the, the moving down. And we have, me and my guy, Mike, we have Mike Draft Room. Yes, it's my partner there, NBA Draft Room. We, uh, we have our disagreements, but he's a, he's a smart person. Now, that, that's not a, unwise part of eight because he might be skeptical of where he could go. But guys, when this draft, this combine comes up, his seven, eight wingspan to be a seven, two can hit the three point ball. He's a, he's a unicorn. He's a unicorn. He was clearly dominating when he was at Oregon, clearly dominating. And he gets in here. He start getting bigger and he's going to be a force. He's going to be that one guy to challenge MB. Now, I don't know if he's going to beat no MB MB another monster, but he'll, he'll be the type of guy seven, two, that's going to be making all-star game. Sorry. Darius Garland is okay, man, for me as the, the at number nine. But he could also have his 
in between seven and ten. You know, Garland's there. Garland's there. He's uh, Teague is a, a bigger Teague is a very good comparison. I think he'll be a dog as, as, as a guard. We'll see what he'll do. Casey Akpala is number 10. Uh, Nikhail Alexander-Walker, number 11. Nazir Little is 12. Now, watch out for that. When he gets in the combine, it's another guy who could climb up because he was once top five, top three. We'll see what happens. Usually, when he gets in the combine, he starts showing what he's, he's seven two wingspan. This guy is a dog. North Carolina should have played him way more. Reddish at 13. If Reddish falls to 13, I can see the Sixers trading up to get him. If the if Reddish falls to 13, I, I guarantee you the Sixers gonna make a listen. I, I can see the Sixers making a straight move. They should. If Reddish, if, if Cameron Reddish falls to 13, but this is another guy, Cameron Reddish. He's a seven-one wingspan, six-eight. Once he gets into the combine and starts showing he can shoot and what he can do. And he started having the interviews. Cameron Reddish is going to shoot back up top five or a top 10 talent regardless. And I think once, you know, you're looking at guys right now who are there, RJ Barrett is there. John Moran is there. But Culver and Jackson Hayes off their play and their tournament play have shot over Reddish. Once Reddish gets in that combine and starts showing what he's about, he'll get back in the top 10. No doubt about it. He'll get back top five. You know, it's another guy. It's like Wendell Carter. Once he started, people started talking to him, man. People, some people started to him top five. You know what I'm saying? So I think when Reddish and Little, those are two guys, and Bold, you're going to see those guys float in the top 10. Those are the guys who are going to move up into the top 10 when draft comes. Sika Dion Boyer, listen. I don't know, kind of, you know, I had my interview with him. He's a, he's a good kid. Um, You can see the interview on NBA draft from I had with him. Um, Number one international talent in this draft. You know, coming straight from overseas. You know, I ain't talking about the guys. You know, that played that are from a different nationality, but guys that didn't play over here. You know, that's what international talents. Secret Young Boy is that guy, and he's a guy that's kind of like um a more athletic Draymond Green, better scoring Draymond Green. All right, now let's go down. Tyler Hero at number fifteen. Gogo Batizzi. At 16, Kelton Johnson at 17, another guy we can watch out. I'm telling you, the combine. They, now, we've always had a, um, me and Mike always had, this draft is pretty good. This draft is cool. All right? It's not as talented. It's not that type of draft. But it's cool. Daniel Gafford, a guy who moved down. It's a lot of talents, as you know, they have all moved down in this draft. Guys like Nasir Little, Cameron Reddish, they have all moved down. Bo Bo, to call this draft what it is, you know, a lot of the top talents are moving down for what? I don't know, but they're moving down. And it's crazy now that they look at guys like Reddish playing with two other stars and try to judge them now as not being a top three talent. Nasir Little didn't get no run at UNC like he was supposed to. And now they're like, oh, well, he's not the guy. So he ain't getting no run. Bo Bo was down because of what? He was a top five talent until he got hurt. We'll see what happens, you know. Like I said, those are three guys to watch out for. To move back up in this draft. Once interviews start going on in Combine, I'm telling you. Ryu Hachimara, he's he's where he should be. I feel like uh, he was up, down. He did a pretty good job. But I think he's around, you know, the 15, 19 area. Brandon Clark is looking. I mean, he just really showed out. He really did. He'll be a good player in the NBA. I think he'll be a good, um, could start, be a bench piece. Nothing, no all-star, but just a good productive piece. Bruno Fernando, 
it's just a lot. It's hard to judge the centers now. But I really want to see how these centers get out. The new age centers that shoot the threes. And, you know, I want to know just how good he is. I see it. Taylor Horton Tucker is a scorer. I think he'll have his place in the NBA. Romeo Langford, that's a guy with a lot of potential. And he's a he's a lottery pick. He's a lottery pick. That's it. He's a lottery pick. And 23, we haven't rated at 23, but I think he's a lottery pick. No doubt about it. I think once he gets into the the NBA draft combine, Romeo Langford has been looked at as a lottery pick since it started, so he'll, he'll be going up. Charles Bassey, 24, right spot. Now, that'll be crazy. He's at 24, chosen by the Sixers. Chosen by the Sixers, man. 6'11", 234. It's, if Romeo Langford, it is a, a situation where Romeo might fall. But I don't think Romeo falls. We're looking at guys in the top 10, and you're looking at Culver's a guy who's going to be where he's at. But Kobe White and Langford are right there with each other. As more as explosive as Kobe White was, Langford got hurt. They're the same type of guys that the NBA looks at them the same way, just like DeAndre Hunter. That's a guy now. Kobe White could get took over him, but I don't see DeAndre Hunter at all getting taken over Langford. You know, if he's taken over Langford, under him won't be bold bold. It will be. Romeo Langford. So you're looking at Romeo Langford to come in between the six and ten positions. Those are the positions right there. Kazak Pollard's not getting chosen before him. Nikhil Alexander Walker's not getting to He's definitely going to be in the lottery. So we'll see where that goes. And Kevin Porter's a beast. I mean, he's another guy during the combine. I mean, that could move up to the lottery. I can really see. We'll see what happens. But if he moves down into the sixes, Sixers would do great with taking a chance on another athletic shoot, uh, small forward shooting guard. So there's some good people. Cam Johnson out of North Carolina. Wow. That's another guy the Sixers will be very interested in. The guys will score. He can light it up. Jalen McDaniels, he's out, you know what I mean, in between, you know. Like I said, like this is the, and Dylan, now the Dylan Windler out of Belmont, guy that can shoot. Eric Piakowski is a comparison. I remember that guy got drafted by the Clippers. Eric Piakowski. He could shoot a little bit. Okay, 29 second rounders. I'm going to talk about them before we roll a little bit because I never get to those. Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield. Two guys. Now, Grant Williams, man, he's he's he could go to the second round. No doubt about it. So it's not like no clear cut, but I think he'll go in the first round. Somebody like Philly could pick him up. P.J. Washington, another guy, go in the first round. But he could go to the second round. We can see what happens. Philly is another guy Philly Mike could pick up. Tuma Okiki is another guy that could. Tuma Okiki is another player out of Auburn. Let's see if he. Uh, he's a good talent. Let's see where he goes. Ty Jerome. Carson Edwards is one. Now, see, I'm really interested to see where he goes. He's small, but he's 200 pounds. And um, could he move up? In this draft, due to a good, he can, can shoot the lights out. Can he prove he can do that? Because you know, Carson Edwards wasn't shooting great in the season. He scored twenty three a game though. His percentage wasn't great. So we'll see what happens with that. I think Carson Edwards is somebody to look at. That if somebody ends up getting him, like the Sixers or a, a Warrior team or, or the Rockets, a good shooter, he could be a good scorer for somebody. Chris Wilkes is another guy. Naz Reed is another guy who I think will move up in the first round. I don't see – I think he'll be early second round. 
And I think 39, you know, the position of 39th best prospect is the best position for him. Because you can really see Naz Reed in between first and early second or mid-second. I mean, it depends on what guys need, you know. And Naz can shoot from outside. So it's a lot of guys. Those are the second-round prospects. And it's a lot of guys that you look at that could possibly go. Now, let's go back to RJ. RJ, the 2020 draft, you know, we're talking about some things. And RJ Hampton is projected as the third-best player in the 2020 draft. Number three. RJ being the third-best player in this class, which is clearly a good one. What do I think? I think he could be number one. But I don't think I think this is the best way to go for it because all three of those guys could be number one. Cole Anthony could be number one. This is where the draft gets talented. This is a talented draft. Khalil Whitney could be number one. Jay McDaniels, I used to think I used to think he could be number one, but no, that's where it starts. I think Khalil Whitney, Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton, James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards could all be number one. Brian Antoine is not the type of guy. You look at Brian Antoine, just how explosive Brian Antoine is. You know, I think he's going to move up in that draft. Coming with from Villanova and playing with Villanova, there's no doubt that Brian Antoine will be a top, a lottery pick. No doubt. Seeing the way he plays basketball and the type of player he is, there's no doubt Brian Antoine is going to be a lottery pick. Putting him at 26. On the 20th, that's where we, me and my boy Mike, disagree. But looking at these, Sky Lewis is another good player. Outstanding player. Will be in the lottery. No doubt he'll move up because he's the type of guy. Jalen Smith, you know, I, I talked to him, and he was, um, he didn't even think that. I didn't even think he was going to be in a lot of these mocks. And um, when scouts started looking at him a lot, then you had to look at the potential. He always had NBA potential. I always thought he could be a guy that could be a junior come out and be a beast and, and being and being a lottery. But he knowing he's getting looked at like that, knows that eyes is you know, eyes ain't blind to good talent. Jalen Smith will come in and he'll be a lottery type guy. You know, next year you'll see him get the ball more in Merlin. He's really gonna be a big time beast next year in Merlin. Uh, Isaiah Stewart, Precious Achiwa. Uh Louis Lewis King is definitely gonna be the man in Oregon. Gonna be the man. You got Kenny Wooten, uh Tyrese Maxey, Brandon Carey Jr. LaMelo Ball is a guy that you got to definitely look out for this guy in this draft. It's going to be interesting to see just how he goes and what type of player he becomes. All right, y'all, listen. R.J. Hampton, um, the big thing where I think he'll go, the big thing everybody knows that Rod wants R.J. to have a ball. You got to have a ball. But Kansas can do it because now Quentin Grimes has declared for the 2019 NBA draft. That just opens up a spot to get RJ. That's all that is. RJ could play. Listen, RJ is 6'5 now. He has a 6'8 wingspan. His pop just told me, you know, he killed that Team USA. He killed it. And that was his measurements. So at 6'5, man, you got a shooting guard. RJ is still an all-around player. It's not going to take away from passing and distributing. What it's going to make him do is be a scorer. That's it. When you see that, that that pass open, there it is. It don't give you the responsibility of being a guy that can find people open, getting the offense set up. You can be their killer. 
playing with Devin Dotson, that's going to make it. That's going to be probably, that's going to be the best, one of the best in the nation. If he comes next year, you're talking about RJ Hampton playing next year and playing for Kansas. Oh, man. That looks crazy. Now, Memphis is wide open. He playing with that boy James Wiseman. Playing with that boy. So, it, just, it looked like Memphis, man. It looks like Memphis. That's what it looks like. I mean, you know, sitting back talking and um seeing, you know, it looks like Memphis right now. I mean, it, I don't ever get no clear-cut answer. You know, but it looks like Memphis. Duke, nah, Trey Jones, Duke is still in there, though. I mean, listen, the Trey Jones... Scenario has been flushed back and forth so many times. And it has been flushed back and forth. So Duke is in there. Kentucky, nah, man. Kentucky got Hagen's bet. They got Maxie. You won't even know. They gonna somebody gonna sit on the bench. <laughs> somebody gonna have to sit. That's just what it is. Listen, I'm telling y'all from the horse's mouth. Somebody gonna sit on the bench, <laughs> Tyrese. Them boys good, right? Well, somebody gonna have to ride out. I mean, Hagen's coming back because of unfinished business. I know Tyrese wants the ball, so y'all tell me what's up. Y'all think RJ going to play the, with the three? Y'all know who Kentucky getting let? Come on, man. Stop it. Kentucky, leave RJ alone. Stop it. Kentucky fans, stop it. Right now, it don't look good. Somebody, Something has to happen. It don't look good, brother. It don't look good. So Kentucky just go and go get uh, Matthew Hurt. Go, go get on him. You know what I'm saying? Kentucky been trying, man. They've been doing their thing. Kentucky got people though, man. What 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 did you yo? Go 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 coach your team. Kentucky got Khalil. They, yo, what's come on, man? They want RJ. Y'all selfish. Cause where RJ gonna play at? Y'all just man, they gonna get the ball. It's crazy, man. But Duke, Memphis, and Kansas. That's 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 the top three. Okay? This is the news. We've been waiting. The top three is Duke. And in this in this order, listen, it's it's a real it really is a tie because it ain't it's either gonna be all for all, ain't gonna be no who's the best. You get Memphis because Memphis ain't got nobody. I get them number one. Cause Memphis ain't got nobody in that backcourt. Jeremiah going, there's nobody in that backcourt taking no time. Who gonna take it? Well, Alex? From RJ? That is the open door. Penny got that door wide open. He's like, come on in. Now the, I'm talking about both guard spots. So are they coming there the first year and be the point guard? That's why y'all right. I mean, y'all see people talking all that and talking this, but see when I I report, I report on what I hear. So things do change. It wasn't always Memphis was down a minute. Memphis wasn't. Memphis was just still there. It, they, they just came back into the fold and, and you know, we look, me and, you know what I mean, me and Rod have conversations and I'll just say that, but Memphis just came back into the fold as a team that, you know, you're like, Hey, you know what I'm saying? But Memphis has always been there. They always been right there. They ain't went nowhere. They ain't just say they wasn't there. They, they always been there because you look at them, you got Memphis, you got Memphis. They got Memphis what they wanted. They can say, Hey, I'm going to Memphis. Then you look at other guys. Like Kansas, now that Grimes, see, Kansas wasn't even in there. Kansas was not in there. But it was flushed out that maybe Grimes could go to the three, but then Kansas was like, oh. Like, for real, Grimes could, it was a situation where Grimes could go to the three. But now Grimes is gone. So that is straight open for RJ if he wants to play the two. 
And the same thing with Duke. If Trey wouldn't have came back, man, Duke would have been it would have been over for Memphis. Memphis was done. Memphis was done. Okay? It's different now. Because see, being a point guard, the man always get the ball. Look, I'm out of here, y'all. We out. Um, been a good one. I love, you know, chilling with y'all, man, and spreading some stuff. So, man, like I say, man, um, I'm gonna be out, do my thing, man, and I tell you what. One thing is for sure, two things for certain, man. We got to grow and keep the faith. Holla at y'all, man. Out of here.